Good morning, ladies and gentlemen. All over the world. Good morning. It is Monday here on Church Boy Confessions. He will direct your path. So what's there to fear again? Good morning, ladies and gentlemen. Good morning. Thank you so much for tuning in once again to Church Boy Confessions Podcast. I'm your host, Emmanuel Heke. One thing I never do that I need to start doing is welcoming anybody who's, you know, listening to this podcast for the first time because that's very possible. Um, some of us have been here, you know, since the very beginning. Others have, you know, just come on along the way. Or maybe this is your first episode. I want to welcome you to this episode. I hope I don't, you know, weird you out. I hope I'm not too awkward for you. I hope I'm not too weird for you. But, you know, I um, hope you guys had an amazing last week. My last week has definitely been challenging. Um, this this stage of my life or really just, you know, throughout this kind of like little period, not not too long Really, this last week, I don't know. It's not not really a whole season or anything. I, I've really had to learn about sacrifices, which is why we're going to talk about that today. Um, but yeah, I hope I really do hope you guys have been good. You know, some of y'all graduating, some of y'all, um, you know, finishing out school for the semester. I am one of those. Thank God, we made it. Uh, <laughs> yeah, you know, and and maybe maybe you know. Maybe we don't have to talk about grades right now, but we made it through. You know what I'm saying? So glory to God for that. Um, before we get into it, because I'm excited to get into this topic of the day. Of course, we have our announcements. Like I said, last week, we have our Poetry Jam coming on Saturday, August 26, 2000. And why do I keep on saying the year? Obviously, it's going to be this year, August 26th. This is not going to be any regular Poetry Jam because this Poetry Jam is falling on the exact day that Unassociated turns five years old. Um, five years ago, on August 26th, um, we launched unassociated.com. And since then, I mean, we have adopted two podcasts, this one, Create with Kendra. We've started an entire blog. Uh, we've been hosting poetry jams across you know, Southern California. Um, and ultimately, God has been using this ministry to impact the different people, including us that are a part of the team. And um, yeah, we're going to be celebrating that day. You know, it's going to be a poetry jam, absolutely, but it's also going to be a celebration of how God is, you know, what's God been, what God has been doing with this ministry. So we definitely want you to be there. Um, we're going to have all the details in a bit. We were just checking out some v- venues over this past weekend, but we have our date. Um, we would love to see you in L.A. that day. Um, I know, you know, a lot of us are scattered around the United States. Some of us are scattered around different countries. But nevertheless, man, if you're, if you're given an opportunity, I would love to see you there that day. Um, and if you'd like to be a part of the show, if you want to perform as a spoken word artist, you do not have to be, you know, a known spoken word artist. You do not have to be even good, if I'm being honest with you. But as long as you have a testimony um, and you can make it rhyme, maybe. Honestly, it doesn't have to rhyme. But maybe it'd be, it'd be cool if it rhymed. It really doesn't have to, though. I don't think, I don't think anybody really rhymes. But as long as, as you have a testimony to share. And you can put those words together and you want to express yourself. um, Then, you know, definitely the auditions are open, right? We have an open auditions. Um, The link is in our in the description of this of this podcast, whether you're watching it, whether it's Apple Podcasts, Spotify. um, Link is in the description. The link is in our bio on Instagram. Um, So definitely, you know, we we, we would love to receive your audition. Um, The deadline for that, I believe, is June 26th. I don't want to have to extend it, guys. So if you guys can, you know, if you guys want to be a part of it, you know, just, you know, put your stuff in on time. You know, last time different people were like wanting to join pretty late, but 
you know, uh, I think I think June 26 is going to I'm going to try and make that, you know, I'm really pushing for you guys to get it in by June 26. So definitely think about it. Pray about it. If this is what, you know, God wants you to, you know, go for. And if you genuinely have something to share, that's going to be edifying to those that are in attendance, a testimony that can really encourage people or really just proclaim the goodness and glory of God in your life. That is a stage to do it because that's why we do it. We do it so everybody in attendance, including yourself, knows that God is a good God. God is in all of our lives and he appears in different ways. He is capable of different things. He's capable of healing. He's capable of renewing. He's capable of regenerating. He's capable of delivering, so on and so forth. So it's going to be an amazing night that night. Um, and also, on top of that, we are fundraising for that for that night. Um, we're looking to raise $8,000 um, for that night. Um, that will cover the different things like the venue. It'll cover... Um, the refreshments, it'll cover just a number of things that we uh, are want to incorporate into the show, the equipment, everything like that, so for it to be really special for everyone in attendance. So if you feel led in any, in, every, in any given point throughout this episode, any given point throughout the day, any given point throughout the week to donate um, for our show, then the link is also in the description of this episode as well. So we would really appreciate that. Anything would help, um, whether it's $5, $10, $20, $50, $100. May hey, whatever God puts in your heart. (laughs) But don't feel pressured. Um, This is not to pressure you, but, you know, to give you the opportunity if you'd like to sow a seed. Regardless, let me tell you something like this. Um, I I know this, you know, could be shooting ourselves in the foot. Um, The show is going to happen because my God is a provider, and we're going to talk about that today. So, you know, if you would like to be the person with who he uses to provide, then we'd absolutely love that. Um, but my God is a provider, man. We're, we're, today we're going to talk about sacrifices. And um, I will say this. Last week was hard for me um, because of me realizing that a lot of my life as a believer has responsibilities and has um, time that I have to give and money that I have to give. And, and, and focus that I have to give and and just different sacrifices that I have to make um, in the name of holiness, in the name of following God, in the name of self-denial, in the name of discipling, um, discipleship. And I'd be a liar if I said that sometimes it's not frustrating. I'd be a liar if I said that sometimes this, this Christian walk um, isn't draining or isn't hard doesn't come with its tough realities. Um, sacrifices is something that every human being, um, especially any Christian, needs to be well acquainted with. You know, I, I remember my uncle, he told me something that, you know, stuck with me to this point in my life, that every man needs to know two things in life, service and sacrifice. Um, but I'd even go as far to say that every human being, any believer of Christ, needs to really understand those two things because that's a large portion of what it means to even be a Christian. It's it's embracing the service and sacrifices that come with it. Um, and sacrifices are not easy, but we sacrifice a lot to be children of God, to be holy as our Father is holy. Holiness comes with sacrifices. That's just the way that this life works. And for all of us who ever have lived a life of sin and then came to know Christ, we know exactly what we're talking about. Even if it was a temporary thing where we were going to commit life, you know, I'll, I'll commit all this sin and all that different stuff. But then we said, you know what? Nah, instead I want to follow the Lord. 
We have to sacrifice our lustful desires, our self-centeredness, because the Bible says to deny ourselves. We have to sacrifice our money because we're tithing and offering. We have to sacrifice our time, our pride, our bandwidth. And the reality is a lot of times this does not feel good. Now, don't get me wrong. I'm always going to choose a life with Jesus over a life without him. But at the same time, I think I'd be remiss to act as if this life as a Christian following Jesus does not come with his fair share of trials and tribulations. And if I'm honest with you, I want to challenge this idea that we sometimes, you know, perpetuate that this life as a Christian is just always pleasurable. You know, if I'm being real with you, I didn't become a Christian because I knew that this life was going to be always pleasurable. And I don't think that anybody should become a Christian because they think that this life is going to be always pleasurable. That's not the case. Is it better? Absolutely. And I will tell you that it's better. But is it more pleasurable than a life of sin? Well, the question is yes and no, I think. There are great things that come with, of course, following Jesus Christ, one of them being eternal life. That kind of closes the deal there. Um, of course, you have access to peace and joy of the Lord. You have empowerment by his strength. Um, he holds you he holds your hand in trials of life, of course. He he has his love pour out on you. And ultimately, you become a better human. You become more like Christ. You are literally becoming. You're being sanctified. You become a better version of yourself. And that's just a fact. But at the same time, there are tough realities that come with being a Christian. Because there are growing pains when you are becoming more like Christ. And there is spiritual warfare because now you have the devil and his demons and you have this sinful nature that you are you are now privy to the fact that, wow, I'm in spiritual warfare. This is a battle. My righteousness and my following Christ offends other people and my righteousness and my following Christ is, is being attacked by the enemy. And that doesn't always feel good. And sometimes we go through seasons of enduring suffering and pain and trials and tribulations. And sometimes there are sacrifices that need to be made. And all these things are tough realities. These things are tough. These things aren't pleasing when you're going through them. Not to mention there's also chastisement of the Lord, which the Bible even says it does not feel good in that time. And sometimes experiencing the tough realities of being a believer... <clears throat> Make the life of an unbeliever who's committed to their own sin and their own pleasure rather enticing. And I think we need to be honest about it because I believe that the Bible is honest about it. Sometimes the life of the unbeliever that's just chasing after pleasures looks, I didn't say it is, but looks like the better option. Because they're prioritizing their pleasure and their comfort. They're putting themselves first before everyone, even God. And they don't have to make the sacrifices. They don't feel the spiritual warfare. They don't feel the conviction. And sometimes that looks attractive. You know, there was this one uh, person that I, that I saw that said sin isn't fun. And, and, and I just... When a person says sin isn't fun, I said, I, I beg to differ. Sin is fun. I do think that sin is fun. We all know that, that it's fun, which is the reason why it's tempting. <laughs> it's it's pleasurable. Yeah, it is. 
that's the problem, right? Because we have this sinful nature that that wants it. It's enticed by, it's aroused by the pleasures that come from sinning. But at the same time, for those of us that have committed to even a season of sin, we recognize that the sin and the pleasure that we can get from it, it's temporary and it's unfulfilling and it's empty. And the best thing that it can give us is just temporary pleasure. But even that temporary pleasure sometimes is enticing when we're in the seasons of suffering and we're in the seasons of, of, of bearing our cross and making sacrifices. But the reality is a life with Jesus is the best choice. It's the wisest choice. It's the most loving choice. It is the holy choice. But that does not mean it is the easiest road. No. That doesn't mean that it's the easiest road. Sometimes the temporary pleasures of a life that is committed to sin is rather enticing when we are experiencing the tough realities of following Christ. Because sacrificing doesn't always feel good. But they come with the game. They come with the path. They come with the process of sanctification. They come with holiness. This week, I, I really thought like, wow, you know, there are a lot of because I told you guys about, you know, the previous week I was I was talking about how. um how um like I, I i was getting more responsibility at my church and how that made me feel like i you know just a lot more pressure and and now i'm even becoming more privy to the fact that there are a lot of sacrifices that i have to make there are a lot of things that i can't do and i shouldn't be doing even more so because God is putting me in a position of influence. Like, there's a higher standard. Not to say that, I mean, we all should be striving for the standard of holiness to be Christ-like. But, you know, in a sense of man-to-man, when you are a leader in a church or if you are uh, uh, God, someone that God has elevated to a certain position, then there's, there's a higher, uh, you have to be above reproach. And I'm thinking to myself, like, man, like, I, I can't, like, I don't even, it's just like, it could be little stuff, it could be big stuff. It's like, I can't even, just flirting is not even, I don't even think that that's something that, like, flirting with someone and I know that it's not going to lead to anything. I can't be doing that. I can't be out here in these streets like that. Like, like, it's just... You got to think about everything that you do is supposed to be an example, right? Like there's 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 a certain level of sacrifice that I have to now put in my and, and, and it's really it's it's holiness, but it's like even more so it's like I have to be an example. We we all should be striving to be like this, but there's there's a layer of it where it's like man, you'd hope that your spiritual mentor or your pastor you know, is not doing things that you're struggling with, you know? Um, but yeah, I was thinking about that. Like, man, there's, there's certain sacrifices that I have to make. There's certain things that 
I I've done, but I I can't be doing that, and and I can't be just thinking that that's cool. That's gotta go. Secular music. I can't be out here bumping the same thing. I'm sorry. You know, like it, it's 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 sacrifices that have to be made. And um, I don't know, man, like that sometimes feels like a burden. And and maybe you'll call it a burden. Maybe it's it's, it's yeah, what, what we call the cross to bear. And as I was in this, like, you know, just thinking about all this different stuff this past week, it, it occurred to me that the reason why I sometimes really am reluctant to sacrifice things to the Lord is because I don't trust him. And I'll explain that. And I think that this is something that we all deal with, is that the reason why we're not willing to give something up for God is because we don't believe that God can give us that back. We don't believe that God can replace that. We don't believe that life without it is worth it in a sense. I think about it. A lot of us might not give tithe and offering because we don't trust that God is going to supply our needs. So we need the money or some of us are, are um, we don't trust that God's going to give us a healthy, loving, romantic relationship. So we enter all these bad relationships because we're, we're scared to lose people or we're scared to, you know what I'm saying? Like a lot of it ties back to distrust. And I'm one that believes that if it's when you trust in God, you genuinely trust him and you are convinced and you are assured by his goodness and by his promises and by him being enough. That is when it becomes much easier to live this life of holiness that requires us to sacrifice certain things. So that's why I wanted to say this today. Really to all the people who are living this life. And 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 I'm not going to sell you on, you know, your life with Christ is always going to feel good and always going to feel more pleasurable and better than a life of sin. Instead, I'd rather encourage you by saying that God is a rewarder. And he sees the sacrifices you are making to be in right standing with him. And he sees the sacrifices you are making for the sake of your brother, your sister in Christ, having a good example of what it looks like to be a Christian. And he sees the sacrifices you're making for you guys' relationship. And he is a rewarder. And I want to tell you that the reason why you can have some type of comfort in making all these sacrifices is because God is going to repay you. Because he's a rewarder and he's a provider. And you don't have to fear making the sacrifices that he's calling for you to make because he is going to make everything okay. And he's going to make everything work together for your good. And he's going to repay you even more so than what you think that you're losing. How do I know this? Well, I know this because my Bible says that nothing we do for the Lord is in vain. I didn't actually write that verse down. I'm sorry, but I believe it's in either Galatians or it's in corinthians one of those but nothing that we do for the lord is in vain no sacrifice that you make for god will ever be in vain because god is a rewarder because he's always ready to replace you with something that's greater i'm sorry not replace you but replace it what you sacrifice with something that's greater let's look at the life of prophet isaiah 
Prophet Isaiah really spent his entire life trying to call the children of Israel to repentance, communicating with them that this is the sin that you have committed. And because this is the sin that you've committed, then God's about to chastise y'all with the Babylonian captivity. Imagine living in and dedicating decades and decades of your life to trying to call people to repentance, knowing that they're one, they're not going to repent. And then they don't repent. And Babylon is coming. In Isaiah 49, verse four, he says, then I said, I have labored in vain. I have spent my strength for nothing and in vain. And sometimes we can feel like that. We can feel like we've done all these things and because we don't see the results of it, because we made this sacrifice, but we don't see results of it that we expected to see. then we've done these things in vain. But look what Isaiah says after that. He says, yet surely my just reward is with the Lord and my work with my God. And I can't help but think that that is what he was reminding himself of the entire time he was doing the things that he was doing, the decades and decades upon decades of being a servant of the Lord and not seeing people actually listen to you and repent and turn from their ways, but instead continuing to go and you know what's going to come next. Not that anything you're saying is going to change their lives, but instead they're going to continue to do what they're doing. And at the end of it, you're thinking to yourself, man, I've not, what have I accomplished? But at the same time, he knew that his just reward is with the Lord. Because we serve a God that is a rewarder. And he rewards us for the sacrifices we make. And he rewards us for the faithfulness that we use when we are doing his tasks. He rewards us. Maybe you made a sacrifice and maybe you put in the hard work and you're not seeing what you feel like you should be seeing. But do not think that you're doing it for no reason because God sees it and he's a rewarder. The way I like to think of it is that life on earth is an investment plan. And all of us are investing. Every human being is investing. Believer or unbeliever, we are all investing. Some of us are investing in lives of sin. And wickedness. We might not see it that way, but that's what's happening. We're investing in a life of sin. We're investing in a life so we can be gaining pleasure and pleasure and pleasure and more pleasure than there's others of us that are investing in the way of the Lord. And the reality is these two paths look different. And if I'm being honest, if I'm being an honest Christian, sometimes the path that looks like people committing to their sin and, and their own pleasure looks like the wiser one to take. It looks like, keyword looks like, sometimes those people look very prosperous and those people look like they're living the full life as we like to call it. And those people aren't, you know, aren't, aren't thinking about any cross to bear. And those people, you know, are not acknowledging any obligation to righteousness or any type of conviction over their lives. While we, who are living a life committed to the path of righteousness, to the path of the Lord, are dealing with suffering through trials and tribulations, dealing with spiritual warfare, dealing with convictions. Sometimes, you know, the life of a sinner looks exciting and, and prosperous, and sometimes our lives can look boring and broke. Can I be for real? But God knew it would look like this sometimes, guys. We don't serve a God that's out of touch. 
God is not out of touch. <laughs> like, like God is not just like far away and doesn't know what you're going through. And, and I love that about my Savior because my Savior came down in the flesh and he experienced what we go through. So I know that he doesn't, he's not out of touch. Not to mention, he's all-knowing. He's not out of touch. He knows how much the sacrifices can hurt and how much the trials and tribulations are weighing down on us. He knows that sometimes it looks like the people who are living a life of sin, it looks like, man, their life is better than yours. He knows that, which is the reason why in Psalms 31, I'm sorry, Psalms 37, he says this, Do not fret because of evildoers nor be envious of the workers of iniquity. He tells us don't fret because of them and don't be envious of them. You know, we're not told to not be envious of them because we'll like because of, uh, you know, there's nothing to be envious about. Obviously, the reason why the Bible is telling us not to be envious of workers of iniquity is because sometimes we're going to want what they have. Because sometimes their life looks sweet, dude. Sometimes it looks sweet, dude. But he says, don't be envious of them. Don't be. Because in verse 2, it says, for they shall soon be cut down like the grass and wither as the green herb. It doesn't say don't be envious because the stuff that they do actually isn't pleasurable. That's not what it says. It says don't be envious because at the end, their end is set. Their end is, 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 is to be cut off. There is no return. There's no just, there's no good return, everlasting return on those investments. God tells us, don't be envious of them. Knowing that sometimes that sinful life looks like more money and more pleasure and more comfort and more popularity. But he's saying that the end of it is that they will be cut off. We have to understand what this life is about. This life is not about gaining pleasure and pleasure and pleasure. It's about doing the will of the Father. This life is not about, uh, um, you know, just doing whatever makes you feel good. We live a life that consists of holiness and wickedness. This is what this is about. Holiness and wickedness. And reality is holiness involves a lot of sacrifice and wickedness, not so much. But don't for one second think that, you know, the enemy that is tempting you and all these sinful pleasures, they, they, they want you to just, they, they want you to uh, feel good. That that's the reason why, you know, like, that, that's what this is about. The devil wants you to feel good. That's why he's tempting you with all these different things that will give you pleasure. No, that's not what it is. He wants you to commit to wickedness. You know why? Because the wages of sin is death and we serve a just God. Who has to deal with sin. Period. That's what it's about. It's not about pleasure. It's about holiness and wickedness. And wickedness gets dealt with. And holiness gets rewarded. Holiness requires sacrifice. A life of sacrifice. It's, it's a big deal. Jesus made the ultimate sacrifice. And as he was even telling his disciples about what was about to happen... You know, about the big sacrifice he's going to make. Peter came to him and said, hey, far be it from you. That's not going to happen to you. He said, get behind me, Satan. Don't get it twisted. I know why I'm here. And then he goes on to say in Matthew chapter 16, starting in verse 24. 
Then Jesus said to his disciples, if anyone desires to come after me, let him deny himself and take up his cross and follow me. For whoever desires to save his life will lose it, but whoever loses his life for my sake will find it. For what profit is it to a man if he gains the whole world and loses his own soul? Or what will a man give in exchange for his soul? For the, for the Son of Man will come in the glory of his Father and with his angels, and then he will reward each according to his works. Mm. Verse 25 says, whoever desires to save his life will lose it, but whoever loses his life for my sake will find it. That is the hope we have in this life of holiness, in this life of being believers that are making constant sacrifices, that are constantly denying ourselves. That we're not doing it in vain because Jesus said that whoever is losing their life for my sake, they will gain it. They will find it. Don't think for one second that you can out-sacrifice God, that you can out-give God, that you can outdo God. God sees what you are giving, that what you are sacrificing, what you are doing in his name, and he sees that it hurts you sometimes. It feels bad sometimes. It's causing you to suffer more than others sometimes. And I need us to understand that we are not just servants to God. We are his children as well. What touches us touches him. He cares. He genuinely cares. And as I'm saying this, I'm saying it to myself. <sighs> I love God, man. And I've been, I, I was stressed out last week because every time I'd be stressed out, I'd be thinking to myself, the reason why I'm stressed out is because I'm not trusting him. I don't believe him. I don't believe that, that, that this is going to be worth it. Or I don't believe that he's going to take care of me. <laughs> like literally. And it's sad because he's proven himself so many times. He doesn't deserve to be untrusted. But man, my God, he takes care of me, man. He takes care of us. He, he sees the sacrifices that we make. And he says, you're doing that for me? Bet. I'm going to get you. I'm, I'm, I'm going I'm to get it back to you tenfold, hundredfold. I'm going to handle that for you. I'm going to, you you sacrificing that for me? Bet. Man. <sighs> I want to say something about verse 27 when it says, he'll reward each according to his works. That's not the same thing as justification by works. God will reward us according to our works. Rewards is not the same thing as justification. It's not the same thing as salvation. That's not what's being talked about here. For all of us who are going to heaven, all of us who are saved, we will receive rewards according to our works. Yes, we will all be saved, but we will not all get the same amount of rewards um, or the same rewards. Let me just say it like that, um, because we will be rewarded according to our works. There are some people who didn't do any works for the Lord, but they are saved. They were saved. Maybe they were saved on their deathbed. They're going to heaven. They're saved. But they're not going to have rewards as, a per as much as the person that, you know, was committing their lives to Christ, suffering for Christ, so on and so forth. Um, we are given different rewards based on the honest work that we do for Christ. If you want to read something about that, 1 Corinthians 3, verse 9 to 15 um, talks about that. But Jesus puts it plain here, folks. But we got to trust him, man. We got to trust that our God is a rewarder. We got to trust that he's a provider. And let me also say this is that when I'm saying talking about sacrifices and just knowing that God is a rewarder, that's not to say that the only reason why we sacrifice is because we know we're going to get a reward. 
that's not the point of this episode, right? Because obviously we love him and he loves us and love comes with the sacrifice. And um, I think that, you know, when we genuinely love someone, when we sacrifice for them, we're doing it out of a pure heart and we're doing it out of out of genuine love. But at the same time, it's important for us to know that God is a rewarder because it's important for us to know that he's a provider. It's important for us to know that when we are sacrificing, you know, we don't have to fear life without the things that we are sacrificing because he can sustain us, because he can provide for us, because he can, he's going to be there for us and he's going to reward us. It's important for us to know that, you know, it's not just that we are working for God, right? Which is, there's no problem with that. But additionally, you know, God is literally just showering his blessings over us. And that's a part of his plan and his intention. We're not going to out express our love to him. It's just not going to happen. <laughs> so we have to trust him, man. We have to trust him. Um, I think a really good example that we should strive for, and, you know, I know this story turns a lot of people off, but I don't care because it's in the Bible and God put it there for a reason. We should strive for the same level of assurance and trust in the Lord that Abraham had when he was asked to sacrifice his son, Isaac. A lot of people be like, oh, you're trying to ask me to sacrifice my, no, I'm not trying to ask you. No one was sacrificed. No human was sacrificed. But in that time, Abraham expressed a type of faith, a type of just confidence in God that I don't think we saw in the Bible previously to that to that point. You know, in Hebrews 11, verse 17 to 19, it explains that Abraham was going to sacrifice his son. But the conclusion that he came to in his head was that, no, 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 God told me that this promise will come through my seed, Isaac, specifically. So if I'm about to sacrifice Isaac and kill him, then that means that Isaac is going to come back to life. That was the conclusion that he came to. It says it, Hebrews 11, verse 17 and 19. That's what he, he was so sure that God was not a liar. That he was willing to believe that something was about to happen that he has never seen happen before. Resurrection. Hmm. I know that turns people off. But right here, we see an expression of faith and assurance that we should all be striving for. I said it. Abraham knew that this sacrifice was not going to be in vain. Because God is not a liar. Just the same way we should understand that none of the sacrifices we make in our Christian walk are in vain because God is not a liar. And he's a rewarder of those that diligently seek him. And after Abraham showed his willingness, there was no sacrifice that he even needed to make. But nevertheless, the assurance and the faith that he expressed was rewarded. Genesis 22. So in verse 15, the angel of the Lord called to Abraham a second time out of heaven and said, by myself, I have sworn, says the Lord, because you have done this thing and have not withheld your son, your only son, 
Blessing, I will bless you, and multiplying, I will multiply your descendants as the stars of the heaven and as the sand which is on the seashore, and your descendants shall possess the gates of their enemies in your seed. All the nations of the earth shall be blessed because you have obeyed my voice. Reward. Reward. For all of us, for all of you that are in this time, where you are giving, you are giving, you are giving. You are sacrificing, you are sacrificing, you are sacrificing. And it's hard. And, you know, it doesn't feel pleasurable or comfortable. But nevertheless, you are giving, you are sacrificing. And maybe you're giving to people when there's no reciprocation. Your sacrifice, your giving will be reciprocated. And maybe it's not from the people you are sacrificing for or giving to. But it will come from God. Your reward will come from God. The reward will come. Nothing that you do for him is in vain. Nothing. Nothing. Everything is accounted for. Everything that you have sacrificed in the past, everything you're sacrificing now, everything you'll sacrifice in the future, it is all accounted for. And he will repay you. And have that faith and have that trust, have that assurance that he is not a liar. And when that temptation comes, that makes you look at the life of a non-believer or look at the life of those that are prospering in their wickedness. It won't phase you. You won't quit. You won't fall. You won't backslide. You'll stand ten toes because you know that your God, your father, sees you and sees the sacrifices you are making. And he has his just reward for you. Let's pray. Father God, thank you so much for this word. Thank you so much for this time. And I'm really just praying for those of us, Lord, who are sacrificing and we get tired. Sacrificing and we get discouraged. I just pray that you give us a fresh anointing and you give us a fresh um, um, joy and peace and assurance, knowing that our just reward is with you, O God, and nothing that we do for you is in vain. Empower us, Lord, to continue to live this life for you, Lord, um, and put you as our first priority, knowing, O God, that anything that we need, you will supply our needs knowing that we don't do anything for you in vain, but you will reward us, you will bless us, your favor is showering over us, O God, Um, and that we have eternal life with you, O God. And one day, Lord, although we might be sacrificing the pleasures of this life, Lord, the pleasures of our lives with you for all of eternity far exceed anything that we can have find pleasure in here on earth, O God. So, Father, we thank you in advance for the reward that you are giving us. We thank you, Lord, that we are your children. Um, and just encourage us through these times, oh God. Sustain us, Lord, in these times where we are suffering, Lord. And, and sustain us and help us to help us to trust you um, so we can make the necessary sacrifices for the sake of being holy as you are holy, oh God. Um, in Jesus' name, amen. Amen and amen. Um, I love and appreciate y'all, man. Hang in there. Hang in there, man. Rely on the Father um, to really bring you through those seasons of sacrifices, man. And and he will. He will. Um, Just have faith, man. Like, literally, 
just believe. Believe that God is going to repay you. Believe that your just reward is with him, just like Isaiah did. Because um, it is. You can't outgive him. You can't outdo him. You cannot outdo him. Any questions, please go to www.unassociated.com slash churchboyconfessions and you'll be able to submit topic suggestions and questions or just hit me up on Instagram. You can do that as well. Um, and like I said, we're looking to raise $8,000 for this poetry jam coming up in August. Um, if you feel late at any given point, the uh, link is in the description. That's www.unassociated.com slash T-U-P-J fundraiser. Um, I love and I appreciate all of you. I hope you guys have an amazing week, day, evening, whatever it is, whatever time you listen to this. I'll see y'all next week. Peace. Also, sorry, I forgot to say this in the beginning. Um, um, YouTube, we're not on YouTube right now. Like, well, we haven't updated a couple of videos on YouTube or published a couple of videos on YouTube in a second just because I'm having a, a very terrible, you know, issue with my laptop. So I've just been able to get the audio out. I should have said this in the beginning, but um, bear with me. I got to get a new laptop and, you know, <laughs> those don't run cheap. So uh, we'll, we'll figure it out somehow, some way. So uh, love you guys. I appreciate you guys. Uh, have a great week. Bye.